Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. Hey guys, welcome to the Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Uh, before we get started, guys, like I always say, like, subscribe, leave me five stars. We're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Guys, we're getting rock star guests. We're getting like big time, high end people. And in order for me to keep getting those people, in order for, for guys like Sean O'Rourke to want to talk to a guy like me, I need likes, stars, all that good stuff. So today's guest, guys, is uh, Sean O'Rourke, um, Tupelo, Mississippi. He's a uh, he's a real estate investor. He does just about everything in the real estate space uh, that you can think of. Um, Sean, if you can just give us a kind of a synopsis on who you are and what got you started and how you got to this point now. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, I appreciate you letting me come on, man. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Um, look, I get, the biggest thing, I guess, in all honesty, you know, I'm from Mississippi. Um, I like to call myself a general flunky that made it. And, uh, you know, because, I mean, I dropped out of high school. You know, I'm one of those guys. Um, but uh, my business model is realistically anything with real estate. Uh, is what we do. And so I don't like to confine myself in a box because I think there is a lot of aspects of real estate that um, that you can be profitable in as long as you're smart in the decisions that you make. And so we look for basically opportunities, any type of opportunity in various different real estate markets uh, or uh, niches to, to make money. So long-term rentals, um, I b- fully believe in, in generating long-term wealth is by holding assets that appreciate. And so, and then you get the depreciation, which then you hold on to the cash that you're putting in your pocket. Um, so long-term rentals are, are major for me and that can be in very, various different things, but then also you need to generate quick cash because you only need cash in your pocket to pay your bills, right? So that's kind of why we wholesale while we fix and flip to generate that that uh, fast cash, and then we use the long term rental game to offset the tax burdens that we're that we get from it. Okay, now are we talking single families? Are we talking multifamilies? You know, what what specifically do you do you focus on? Yeah, what is there a, a specific? So we have two divisions. Um, we have a single family uh, division and we have a multifamily division and commercial, multifamily and commercial. So I really love the multifamily because it's easier to maintain all in one spot. Um, so apartment complexes, mini storages, um, anything like that. I, I love those. Um, and so one part of our business, what we do every day is we cold call text and reach out to sellers or potential sellers to see if they would sell their property. Uh, And then on the single family side, we do the exact same thing, but we're reaching out to to homeowners. So I love both. Um, I like the flexibility of single family. So if the market starts getting bad or if the market starts getting good, it's easier to liquidate if you wanted to or adjust per unit. Um, It's a little bit harder on the commercial side to do that. but also, you know, I mean, it, so there's goods and bads to both. There's really good offsets. And that's kind of why we're in everything, mo- mobile home parks and everything in between. Okay. So, so take us back. You, I mean, you're, you're kind of at a high level now. So take us back a little bit. What would, you, what would you say to somebody who was, when you first started, what would you say to that guy? 
you know, Absolutely. what would you say to start? Where would you say to, is it, do you have to buy locally? Should he stick with single family? Should he go to multifamily? Give the, that new guy, the day one guy direction. Man, I love that. So, because that was me three years ago, actually, I've only been in real estate for three oh, years. Yeah. And, um, and, and I started, Guys, listen to this three years and he's where he's at right now. This is, this is yeah. the story. I started wholesaling. So what happened? I'll tell you what, where it all began. I was working in a factory. I was working a nine to five. I was a production manager at a plant and I had some guys under me, but I hated it. It was an absolute nightmare. And so what I decided to do was find something else to make me happy per se. And a friend of mine had a flip going on and he couldn't manage it. He was working his nine to five as well. And he said, man, can you help me? I'll fund it. You manage it for me. We'll split the deal. I was like, bet. And I got in there and found the contractor and it went absolutely to crap. The contractor got on drugs, stole light bulbs, just craziness, right? Stole light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah, Is there a big market out there for light bulbs? I have no idea. I guess maybe (laughs) for the meth, maybe. I don't know, but that's what he was doing. And, um, and so, you know, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I I don't want to do this. And so I got online that night after that hectic, you know, hemmed up a guy with a gun kind of mess. And, and I said, we've got to find something different. And I found wholesaling and I said, what you can do real estate without any money hardly. And so I, um, there's a guy, his name was Max Maxwell. He still does content and stuff on social media. Um, he had this new RVM system that was coming out and I paid a subscription. I think it was 200 bucks to get the subscription, set this thing up, bought a list and I set it up wrong and it shot out like a hundred texts in three seconds. You know, my <laughs> phone just starts blowing up. Well, through all of that, I was savvy enough to get a couple of people on the phone to respond back. And I got two contracts in my first week. On a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. On an I accidental text you didn't even do correctly. You're brand new. You have no idea what you're doing. You yes. accidentally sent out a hundred texts and got some deals. Yes. Yes. Wow. All right. And so, um, but I still didn't know what I was doing. So I got these two houses. One of them I got for 10 grand. One of them I got for 12, five. Okay. And in a rougher area of our location. And I'm like, Oh crap. Now what do I do? I come home and I told my wife, I'm like, I've got these contracts. What do I do? And uh, I went on Facebook and I started reaching out to people that I seen had rentals and flips and say, Hey, I've got a couple of contracts I need to get rid of. Are you interested in buying them? One guy said, yes. Ever and living he, piss out of me. Right. Like he got me good. Cause I, I made 750 bucks on my first deal. Um, but that was the best thing that ever could have happened to me because what it did is it showed me that it's actually possible and not only possible, it's possible for me to do it. You know, just a guy from Tupelo. And so, um, so I started just pumping. Like I, I got that list. I quit RVMs because it was an absolute nightmare. And I had the list of data and I had those phone numbers and all my lunch breaks on my, my regular breaks on the way home, I was dialing people, Hey guys, do you want to sell your house? Hey, do you want to sell your house? And I ended up that first year hustling so hard. And I've got four kids now and a wife too, uh, just so you know, I hustled so hard. I did 36 deals that first year, made 300 grand. Okay. Wholesaling. I didn't have money. So, so I put the money that I spent, I put on a credit card because I didn't, I made good money, but 
my bills were set to my, my money. So like I, I was still broke. And, um, and so that first year I did a bunch of deals. And because of that, I started buying single families because I knew at that point, you know, I've always heard you want rentals. And, um, the first couple I got and actually negotiated on owner finance. And then I did some lease option purchase stuff. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but I did some lease option purchase stuff. Yeah, um, real quick, because I don't think a lot of people will understand lease options. So maybe just give like a Cliff Notes version of what that is. So that so basically what a lease option purchase is, is you get a contract on a house and you commit to paying somebody on a certain time period, X amount of dollars every month. And they're basically the note. But if you default on it, they just get the house back. You do not have title to the property. Okay. okay. So that so I've got one right now. I, I negotiated an eight-year lease option purchase. Every year my note gets paid down per month, X amount of dollars. And and uh, I'm gonna roll with that lease option until it until it turns out, you know, it's just, it's just cash flow. But anyway, so so I got into that and started buying and I started creating a name for myself here locally. People kind of realized I was, you know, I was out hustling and doing some things and um, had a couple of really good businessmen that approached me and wanted me to come full time. Um, and so about, well, almost two years ago now, I went full time in the business and we've just been rolling ever since. Dude, that is awesome. So zero experience. One day you just decide to do it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's the ready, fire, aim approach. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to start today and I'm, we're, we'll figure it out as, as we go. What's the worst thing that could happen, right? I go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's the worst possible thing that can happen to me right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think a lot of people though, they, they don't get started and they get nervous. Um, but simple preparation, simple, like uh, just, just researching a little bit about what's going on. will give you a little bit more courage. Um, what kind of preparation do you have uh, in, in, a, in any given week to kind of get your week going? Yeah. Well, uh, so consistently I'm listening to podcasts um, of various different people. And, and I like a broader range of, of podcasts from mindset to real estate to entrepreneurship, business own, owner ownership. I really want to have the gamut of knowledge from people that are smarter than me. And so that's what I do normally is every day I'm going to have something on that's prepping me or getting me going. Um, and so I, I love that part of it. I also have um, some guys that mentor me still, you know, to, and, um, and so I reach out to them consistently. We talk about stuff and whether that be religion or, um, you know, health um, or, or whatever, we talk about it all. And so that really keeps me invigorated and motivated to go to the next step, you know? And then also I've created this course that I'm teaching like newbies that were me, you know, on how to do what I do. Um, and that also helps keep me accountable because those guys depend on me, you know, they depend on me to be at my top level so that, that I can put them there. Yeah. Yeah. You're passing it along. You know, you're, yeah. you remember what it was like to be that guy that was like, shit, I got to go to work today. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> what, what else is there out there? Like, what else can I do? You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would say like a, a mentor like you that, that's, you know, helping other people. It's like a cheat code for life. Like, you know, you have a cheat code in a video game. It gets you, you know, pushed a little bit further forward in the game as opposed to just having to kind of work it through yourself. That's what a, a, a mentor or a coach really is. It's just a yeah. cheat code. You're just yeah. getting accelerated uh, in whatever specific business 
um, you know, you're going to do. So uh, another thing I want to talk to you about, um, when I look for you, when I look for your name online, I can find it pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all about branding, really, right? Mm-hmm. What do you... Um, what do you attribute to your, your branding? Like, what do you do to get that name out there and to be, to be so well-known that people want to come to you and be coached by you and be want and want to do business with you? Yeah. Um, I would say the most, um, the best bang for your buck, I guess is how you'd say it is social media. So you have to be active on social media. I post every day. I have to post something on social media every day. And it's something that it may be just a 30 second, 20 second. Hey, have you ever thought about using this type of contract instead of this type? Or have this is a little hit hint to talk to a seller. And given those little pieces of um, content out there that's free um, is huge. That's one. The second thing is, you know, I, I'm a full believer in care about people and not about profit. That's kind of what our business is based on. If you care about people, you'll make money. Right. And, um, and so I really try to live by that, treat people that way, do good business. Um, and, and, and people will come to you and want to work with you that, that way as well. And, and, you know, I mean, the other thing is if you have somebody you aspire to be, or if you have somebody that, um, that you listen to and look up to, um, I'm a firm believer in figuring out how in the heck to get a hold of them and contact them, you know, because, because that, I mean, ultimately that, that shows grit. And even if it costs you money, even if it costs you a lot of money to get into that room with them, I guarantee you that money spent then is going to, you know, go on its own trajectory of what it's going to do for you and your life and your business. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. I, people will, I saw this thing on Facebook the other day that says like, you know, people will pay. 50 bucks for fast, for, for fast food, but they won't pay $50 for a gym membership. They'll pay, yeah. you know, X amount for, uh, for a college education, but you know, what's it? 20,000. I our, our, the cheapest university in the state I live in right now is $25,000 a year. Wow. That's the, the cheapest you can get into, but you know, people will do that, but you'll tell those same people, Hey, call Sean. Uh, he's got a great course, man. He can help you out, but it's, you know, it's $500. I can't afford that. That's crazy to think people are willing to do, you know, they're, they're willing to go the college route. They're willing to do what kind of what they've been told their whole lives. Yeah. But they're not willing to, uh, you know, to invest, basically invest in themselves, really. That's, it. That's what they're doing. They're investing in themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if a college, if that $25,000 doesn't work out and they, their underwater basket weaving or their philosophy degree doesn't pan out in life, uh, they just, they're like, oh, well, at least I have a degree. I have something to fall back on. But yeah. think about it like this. If you're working with Sean though, or working with a mentor or a coach, um, you have a skill that you can actually put into, into work right now, today. You can jump online and get to work today. Whereas the vast majority of college uh, you know, degrees don't really, don't really get you. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but um, so um, you kind of mentioned, uh, you know, you, you liked helping people, working with people. What about relationships in the business side of things, you know, business to business type stuff? Yeah. How, how much do you think, how much do you attribute your success to uh, building relationships with, you know, contractors, uh, you know, cleaning crews, different people that can kind of help you out? Yeah, I, I would say that's probably the biggest um hurdle at some points, but it's also 
the one of the best um, escalators in your business. And the reason I say that, like I've got a good friend, we were talking about selling to institutional buyers, hedge funds earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, I would never have started that. I don't think until a buddy of mine brought it to me and he's like, Sean, he's like, I've been, I've started working with these institutional buyers and, you know, let's try to do one together. And we did one together and we're like, holy crap. And then it just kind of escalated, you know, and, and I'm fair with him. We split it. You know, it's a whole lot easier. He handles the back end of it. I'm basically the company here. Now we're just, we're just an acquisitions company. We're a marketing company. We're getting the deals on any of those kind. And then we're sending it over to him and we're dispoing it through him. And so he's, he's on the back end. That relationship is critical for that business. But even on the flips, like, or, or the, the buying holds on the rentals, you know, I've got a guy, um, a contractor that started working with us about a year and a half ago. He stopped messing with everybody else. He only works for us now. He's still a general contractor. He still has his own license, Mm -hmm. but he only works for us. Well, the reason being is because we're fair on price, but we keep him busy. He doesn't have to sell anymore. All he does is go one to the next to the next. And he knows that. So he stopped marketing, you know, those kind of relationships. But but at the same time, I can call him and I can say, hey, bro, I need your help. Yeah. And he's there, you know, and he's he's there to help us. Yeah. Those are key. Absolutely. And how did I'm sorry. How did you meet that guy? Uh, we're, so running through flips. Okay. We were going through flips, churning contractors. I mean. A lot of that is lessons learned. Like I fumbled through it. We didn't know what we didn't know. We were just giving her heck, you know, had the foot on the floorboard and uh, and finding out, figuring out, making mistakes. The solid thing is, is we've only lost money once on a property. We lost three grand, but it's a write-off. So in all honesty, did we really lose money? Probably not. We saved money on taxes. So you know, but we, but we had to learn, you know, we really just, it just part, that's part of the process. That's part of the, the real estate process is you, you have to find those people. You can vet them. I'm not great at vetting people when it comes to, um, I want, I want to think that people have the best intentions at heart and sometimes they don't. Sure. Yeah, guys. So if you're listening to this, you know, we got a guy here who started with nothing, went out, worked the business, made mistakes, and he's out there meeting people now that are going to propel him into the future. So get out there and talk to people, you know, be yourself. If you're a guy like Sean, you just want to help people. People were the, the guys at the top. I mean, I think a lot of us get really nervous talking to the new guy, you know, let's say Sean in your industry, you're, there's a guy two steps ahead of you, you know, he's, he's two steps above you. People get nervous talking to those guys. Don't yeah. get scared. Go in there and talk to them. What's yeah. the worst they're going to tell you is no. Don't yeah. be afraid. Go up there, talk to him. Hey, my name is Sean O'Rourke. Hey, I do this in Tupelo. I do this over here in this county. You know, I mean, I'm a nice guy. I just want to, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you out, um, let me know. That's all you yeah. got to do. And those people will reciprocate, you know, down the road, they're going to call you for business or even just to, just to talk shop and you're going to learn things from them. So that's, yes. that's super important to get out there and just, just mingle, talk to people, make some friends, you know, hell make some enemies too. That's whatever, man. Get out there yeah. and just, just yeah. be seen, you know, right. Be seen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and add value, you know, Absolutely. add value to anybody that you can come in contact with. And, and that can be as simple or as big as you really want to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely know. I mean, I know from my own position in life, I was scared to talk to those kind of guys when I was new. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't know, man, those guys are, they, they make millions of dollars. You know, they don't want to talk to a guy like me and, you know, what if I say something stupid? 
guess what, yeah. dude, dude, you are going to say something stupid. And I did several times. <laughs> That's or, exactly right. Say dumb shit as much as you want. Yeah. But go out there and just talk. Be you. You know, That's they're going to say yes or they're going to say no. That's all there is to it. Um, yeah. uh, how many deals are we at now? now? I mean, you started it three years ago. Just for like somebody to, to, to put some numbers to this, how, how far have you gone in those three years? Yeah. Um, if you can even count that high. Yeah. It's, so, so in three years, I've built $14 million in portfolio and 14 million in assets. Um, doors wise, I would say we've probably gone through 180 to 200 doors, probably as far as flips or wholesales. Um, yeah. And then, you know, and then our mini storages and stuff, the commercial, the other commercial stuff. So I really don't know. I haven't really just sat down and tried to try to figure that out. Too busy turning, just, just too busy working. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So 14 million, 200 deals roughly ish. Uh, and you got a lot of passive cash flow coming in now forever, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And appreciation. And appreciation as well. Yeah. What do you think about, um, you know, I see a lot of uh, the short-term rental deals. Um, have you gotten into anything like that? Yeah, we, we had one um, under contract. It was a six unit condo on a lake here close. It's called Pickwick. And um, we were pretty close. It was a high end buy, very high end uh, condominiums. Um, and we backed out because there was some major erosion problems. It was on a pretty steep hill, but that was going to be our first short-term rental. Besides that, I really haven't tried it. So I started digging into the short-term rental. I realized that, you know, as long as the location's good, I think that's a phenomenal business model to get into. I just, I haven't had the capacity, um, to really dive off in it real heavy yet. You're three years in and 200 deals. I think you got your hands full. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> there's a there's a thing in, in being an entrepreneur though too. You have that shiny object syndrome. Yeah, you know you, you you start doing one thing and then you meet a new guy and he's like, man, I'm making this doing this. You're like, whoa, what's that over there? And yeah. so you start walking over there. And it's funny like, you right. say that. We, so we were we were in our meeting this morning. We do. Um, I don't know if you heard of uh, EOS, um, but our business is structured around EOS. And we had our level ten this morning. We have one every week. And I was on a call yesterday and a guy was talking about his portfolio deals that he's finding. And I'm like, crap, I've been <laughs> letting these deals get away. And so I was in the meeting this morning, we've got to go after portfolios now. And so, you know, I mean, that's yeah. exactly what you're saying. Shiny object syndrome, you know? Oh my gosh. It's, it's every day. And especially the more and more people you meet. So it's a good and a bad thing. It's, I guess, like a double-edged sword. You know, the more people you meet, the more people you're like, wait, that's a business? Like I didn't even know that existed. You know, I mean, I've interviewed guys that, you know, they put up tents for weddings and they make tons of money doing that. I'm like, wait, why am I not doing that? You know, then the next yeah. guy he's, you know, he's building these great big buildings all over the, all over the country. You're like, wait a minute, why? maybe I should do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You gotta like, you gotta somewhat stay focused, but yeah. uh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword. The more people you meet, the more opportunity you're, you're going to hear about. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, try to stick to your, the, the cool got, thing you know, is assuming it's still, productive yeah yeah and the cool thing is so like the cool thing is though talking about meeting people you get to meet other aspects of business as well so like when I first got into real estate I had no idea about crypto mm -hmm. and I was like so like anti-crypto to be honest with you because I was like ah that's a ruse you know <laughs> I've gotten into it now and now I'm heavily vested in crypto 
because I've realized the gains and understood a lot, you know, and started doing my research. Same thing with Forex trading. Now, let me give you a little advice. Don't take my advice because people get wrecked on Forex trading. Good thing is, is I've got in with a group of guys that know some, know a whole lot more than I do. And I, so like crypto, Forex trading, Amazon stores, that stuff's now passive for me. That's passive cash flow every week, every day that's coming in. That's really what I need is those passive kind of cash flows coming in so that I can focus on what I'm good at. And that's getting deals done. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, now with crypto, you said you got a coach. That's that's what I did too. When I, I, I didn't understand crypto at all. And yeah. I'm like, I need to, I need to get five years ahead of where I am now in, in, in knowledge, you know, I know nothing about this. I mean, is this like internet money? Like what the hell is this? Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. I was sitting there at, at lunch with a guy and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to learn how to do all this stuff. And he goes, all right, go for it. So I, I went online I found this coach, paid the coach to, to coach me and tell me yeah. what to do and went in there, bought the stuff that they said to buy and seems to be working out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we're still early enough on in crypto that it's going to all work out pretty good. But, um, but the key is exactly what you said. You didn't reinvent the wheel, man. You just took knowledge from somebody else and just accelerated your knowledge that, I mean, that's, it can't be be my primary focus too. So, you know, we have to stay focused on our, on our primary business. Um, obviously until that business becomes, until there's something that you can roll that business into, that's a little bit bigger. You know, if, if, if for some reason, one day someone were to come up to you and say, Hey man, uh, you know, you can do apartment, apartment buildings in New York city. You can run the big high rises or you can keep doing what you're, you know, you're doing. You probably yeah. jump over to these, these New York high rises. Yeah. It, it's just, it's just one step into the next, right? That's just yeah. kind of how business works a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but as far as time goes, you got to really be careful with your time. You can't be spending all day looking at the crypto on your phone and, That's and running over here and doing your Forex and, and writing <laughs> your book. And then, you know, then go and deal with deals and then, you know, beachfront property tomorrow. There's just so many different things out there, but you got to kind of stay focused. Um, real quick, what would you, uh, like, we kind of like went off on a tangent here, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, I do that. This is, this is what I do. So um, I go off on tangents all the time. So um, advice to like a new person, a brand new entrepreneur, they're, they're just starting in whatever field. Um, what's, what's your advice to these guys? Yeah. First thing is, it doesn't matter what you're wanting to do. You do not have to have a lot of money to do it. You don't. You just have to have the willingness and consistency and you'll start and get started. The second thing is you don't have to know everything about your about what you're going to do. You just need to get in there and do it and, and, and stop. Don't allow yourself to get into this... Um, they call there's a there's a saying it's called um, analysis paralysis. Don't get into that. Just go do something because if you don't and you're analyzing this thing for another six months to a year, somebody may jump in in front of you and get ahead of you and you miss out on the opportunity, or you're a year behind where you really could have been a year in and now you're making a million dollars a year on a business instead of lagging. You know, so that that's the that's the two takeaways I would say. Is consistency and willingness to do something. Yeah, ready, fire, aim, like Sean O'Rourke. Yeah. <laughs> Just jump in. In three years, you too could be at $14 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be our sales pitch. You too yeah. could be at 200 deals in three years. Um, cool. Sean, how do people get hold of you? Um, social media. So Facebook, 
Um, I'm at Sean O'Rourke. Uh, Instagram, I'm at bearded underscore investor. And then I do a lot on TikTok, which is bearded underscore investor Sean. Um, they can check us out online if they want to go to our um, coaching page. It's highperformanceedu.com um, and, and check that out um, or reach out to me, um, you know, on any type of social media platform. Man, I'd love to, to connect. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're a good, good, good guy, Sean. I, I, can, I can definitely tell you want to help people. And, um, you know, I think that's a lot of people that are listening to this. They just they're kind of stuck in a rut, you know, kind of like we all were. And uh, they just want an opportunity. They want some somebody to they want something to look at and, and be a part of that can get them out of the hole they're they're stuck in right now. So, um, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, all right. Here, here's the big question. I prepped you on this for when we first started before we got started. I prepped yeah. you on this. This is the biggest question I have on this, on this show. It's the only real question. Yeah. Uh, we're a land life. We buy and sell dirt, buy and sell land. If you could buy land anywhere in the whole, whole world, hmm. where would it be and why? I have two answers to that question. Okay. Okay. First one is, so I'm, I'm locked in here in Mississippi. This is my home. This is where I, I'm going to stay, you know, unless something disastrous happens. So I'm going to buy every piece of land that I can afford to own around my little, my little location. So I'm going to try to buy as much as I can. There's two reasons why I love to hunt, but then I also know they don't make it. But if, as if I can't do that, and let's say I had to move somewhere that I didn't ask you, but I'm sure, you know, there is a, country or there's a place where as an investor you can go and have tax benefits or lack thereof tax hits in this one location i don't know what it's called i, I did but where is that at do you know there's like there's there's tax havens all over the, like i would say maybe like uh oh gosh i think portugal has some sort of tax deals for american business people yeah. um it's south of us is where I was thinking, but there's a place south of us down for South America. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah, there's, a, there's so, some other tax havens, but yeah. like a little island somewhere. That's what I would look for. You know, if I'm going to buy dirt somewhere and I can and I can utilize that for a tax advantage and I'm going to be a business owner, that's what I'm going to do. You know, definitely have your little business, have your office on an island somewhere in the Caribbean or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's on. You can fly back. You can fly back. You got a private jet now. You're you're you're, you're good. You can just go back and forth. It's it's no I, I mean, easy to yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. Yeah. So uh, land in Mississippi and uh, a tax haven in we'll say in the Caribbean or somewhere south yeah. of the United States, somewhere warm and nice. Yeah. You can have drinks fed to you all day long. <laughs> I don't need to do that. No. I okay. Don't do that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we don't want to do that. All right, guys. Uh, Sean, anything else you want to say? No, I just appreciate people. And again, like I said, uh, care about people, not about profit, and you'll be successful. Dude, that's huge. That's awesome, man. That's, that's going to be the title maybe of this. Sean, thank you so much, dude. Uh, guys, uh, like I said before, like, subscribe. We need, we need guys like Sean on here. and We need people to see guys like Sean and the messages they're delivering um, so they can help other people too. Uh, so, guys, until next time, land life.